Robots Radio. Games. Lore. Stories. Community. Just press play. Robots Radio presents... to the cyberpunk lore cast where style is just as important as substance welcome to the podcast where we explore the lore news and gameplay of the cyberpunk games and other dystopian worlds i'm your host robots wake up samurai we've got a console to burn Welcome to the Cyberpunk Lorecast with Tom and <laughs> Logan. Hey guys, uh, welcome back to the show. This is our first episode after the game has come out, and uh, yeah, there's a uh, there's a lot of people on consoles having problems right now. Uh, that seems to be a big thing. Logan, how you doing, buddy? So good. This is this is it. <laughs> This is we it. made it. This is it. We, I we guess made it to launch. That is kind of a downer note. Let's start on. Okay, let's restart this. We're going to start it on a high note. Okay. All right. Here, here we go. Wake up, wake up, samurai. We've got a city to burn. I could have. I could have stood in for um, Keanu. <laughs> I could have. I could have read that line so much better than him. Um, hi, everybody. Man, I'm I'm giddy because I've been playing a bunch of Cyberpunk 2077. I even have two characters that I've created and or tried to two different life paths. Logan's been playing a different systems, trying some stuff out. We've got all of the thoughts, all the thoughts in the world to give to you guys today on this episode about our initial impressions after I'm I'm I've probably put in about, I don't know, 11, 12 hours at this point. Logan, how, how much time have you spent on it? I've got at least 20 hours. Yeah. yeah. At least. Yeah. This is the kind of game that I can't play in front of my 10 year old. So I have to wait until the, <laughs> the wee hours where, where uh, bedtime happens and then I can play it because if he wanders in while I'm walking past, you know, a giant dildo, that's a little bit weird. So, um, yeah, that's my experience so far. Um, but before we get to our actual experiences of the game, we've got some news to dig into first. There's some new information coming out about some things going on in the world of cyberpunk. We're going to hit that stuff. And then the second half of this episode will be all about our initial impressions. And so you guys know, no spoilers past the intro screen. So everything that is considered the the preview part of the game that went out to people a few weeks ago and people were talking about is up for fair game on this episode. We can talk about any of that stuff. Anything that happens after that intro screen, we will not be discussing. So technically, if you were already plugged in, there shouldn't be too much that we're going to be talking about this today that will be a huge surprise. Nothing, nothing really, really crazy on the spoiler front. So feel free to listen. Um, if things get seem to be heading in spoiler place for you, then you may want to skip ahead and just be like, oh, wait, I, that's, this seems to be something I don't want to hear about. But, you know, just a warning from the beginning. So, Logan, we've got some news. There, there are a few different things about patches coming out. Uh, CD Projekt Red obviously put the game out when they did, and it is still not in a finished state 
this is kind of the thing that the internet has been buzz buzzing about. Uh, for the most part, if you have a console version, a uh, you know current gen, not the new gen consoles, a PS4, an Xbox One, then you're probably not having the best experience, the best version of the game playing right now. And I know you booted it up in on your Xbox One X. And uh, how's that been going for you? Oh, buddy. Um, it's not going at all. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, it's it's just not going. So um, for those of you that don't know or don't remember, uh, I purchased the Cyberpunk limited edition Xbox One X back in June. A brand new system. No issues. Never had any problems with it. It's been a great system. It's been how I've been spending a lot of my time with friends on Xbox uh, away from my PC. And you'd think that the Cyberpunk limited edition Xbox One X console would be able to run this game. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. sadly, I cannot play this game for more than five minutes without it crashing. So it just bails on like you. it just hard lock up wow. in the middle of a gameplay and i've i've tried a few different things so i've 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 reset my console kept all the games i've uninstalled and reinstalled cyberpunk 2077 i've loaded up an old save from my series x and i've loaded a brand new game and played through corpo and each time whether i'm running through the marketplace or i'm driving in a car if i tried to do too much at any time for whatever reason it just hard locks and exits out to the desktop and i'm like really of, of all the things um hmm. i know this is you know this is anecdotal this is not how everyone has been experiencing it obviously i've seen some videos out there people have been streaming it and stuff and for me just the the fact that i just can't get this game running on the system that was made for it just really it really hits a uh, uh it makes me feel mad honestly i'm i'm frustrated i'm annoyed i don't know what i can do to make this game run any better than it is at its current state i've gone in turned down some settings and tried to see if it was like the the chromatic abrasion or, or aberration or, or whatever it's called the film grain the motion blur all that stuff i turned it off and i can't get this game to not lock on me i can deal with the 30 frames i accept that but i just can't get this game to to play on the the 1.04 patch that's available right now um yeah. so i just I, I wish i understood what was going on with the 1x version and compared to the series x version it's night and day difference it's insane um how much better running this game is on series x uh a lot of people have been saying that quality mode on that which for for one the series x actually has two different modes which i don't think the ps5 version has i think the ps5 just runs at a flat 60 but you can get higher fidelity with a locked 30 on uh performance and you can get the uh 60 with the better or with the um higher or no excuse me you can get 30 frames with uh higher textures and lighting right yeah yeah on on the the uh quality and you can get 60 locked with uh, uh less lighting and a little bit lower resolution on the performance and i've actually been keeping it on quality 
because it looks really good and it still runs really well. And I don't know what it is between those two. I want to I want to say that it's a CPU, but dude, it's I feel bad. I had a buddy hit hit me up and say, hey, um, I've got a PS4. Should I pick up Cyberpunk or Miles Morales? And I told him, <laughs> are you picking up a PS5? He says, no. And I'm like, get Miles Morales. Yeah. He's like, why? And I'm like, the Cyberpunk's just not ready for, for PlayStation 4. If you get that, I cannot guarantee you're going to have a good experience. And I, I wish, you know, going into this week, we heard the reviews. A lot of people were saying that that the game was buggy, that they're running into into issues with uh, weird clipping, things like that. And I was like, I, I can get over that. I yeah. can look past that. It's a video yeah. game. This is a dense game. I can live through that. But just the fact that I've been having issues with this actually being stable on the system that I bought the game on with the actual console, it's just... I. I I really think that they need to to really focus up on this. And, and and to be perfectly honest, if I if I had to give like a recommendation right now, if you're not playing on a next gen or a current gen consoles like the Series X or the Series S or the the PS5 or a, a decent computer, I would wait. I would really wait. This game is coming in hot and like a like a like it's a plane. <laughs> it made the landing. It is not a pretty landing. It's sliding down the runway. Uh, it may have lost its wheels, but it's still uh, coming down the runway. Yeah, this so, this is a rough. It's a rough thing to have to deal with, dude. Yeah, but but I mean, you've been playing on PC, so t- yeah. I, I want to know like how your experience with PC has been. Yeah, well, you know, PC has been fine for the most part, um, and I. I at this point in the show, I just want to talk like just rough, roughly around some of the uh, just being able to run it issues. And then I want to get a little bit deeper later in the episode about our actual experience and how that has affected our experience of playing it. But I've I've tried it on two different systems. I've tried it on my current system, my, my main rig. I re, I built this a few years ago. It's got like an 8000 generation uh, i7 on it. Uh, it's got a 2080 Ti. Um, originally was a, a 1080, but now it's a, it was upgraded a, two years ago to a 2080 Ti, and it runs fine. It, it crashed on me the first night when it came out after four hours of playing and streaming it at the same time. Um, it just it just hard locked. I had to restart the system. Other than that, I haven't had any main major issues with that system. Uh, streaming it takes a significant hit. It takes about a 20-25% frame rate cut, even using the new NVENC settings. Um, and I have to kind of turn things down. If I turn off ray tracing on the 2080 Ti, it runs absolutely smooth with streaming. There's really no issues with that. Um, if I'm not streaming, I can turn on ray tracing and put it on balanced settings for the DLSS and it runs smoothly. I can push everything all the way up and, and I'm playing on an ultra wide screen, a 3440 by 1440 screen. It's not 4k, but it's, it's that spot that's between 1440p and 4k because it's mm-hmm. ultra wide and I can push it all up, but that's when the frame rate starts. It'll, it'll dip and I, and you can kind of feel it and the controls start to get laggy. Um, but for the most part, haven't been ha- having too many, uh, playability issues based on 
the way the game runs. It's only crashed a few times. On the older system, which has my 1080 in it, and it's an older i7, uh, that system's probably seven years old at this point, other than the graphics card, which was a hand-me-down from this system, which got pushed, put in the other one. Um, that game crashed uh, pretty quickly the first time I loaded it. But other than that, I can run it with almost all the settings all the way up without, obviously, it doesn't do ray, ray tracing with that, with that uh, and it's on a 1440p screen. Um, and it runs fine. Like it runs really pretty solid uh, on both of those systems. Both of them have SSDs. Um, they both have plenty of RAM. So I think if as long as you have a uh, and you know and, and that system was a high end system when it was built, so it's still got some juice in it. You know, um, it's not like trying to run it on a, a low end system that was seven years old because that's never going to work. So that's my yeah. experience with it. But, but having having your experience where you're playing on Xbox One X and the thing just keeps crashing on you, that is a barrier. You know, like I can I can handle, you know, seeing T poses on characters on occasion or, you know, textures popping in or weird things happening with like physics like that stuff's fine. Open world games deal with that stuff. There's lots of systems that collide with each other and they create wackiness. I mean, that's that's the nature of Bethesda games. That's why part of why we love those games is the systems are so complex that they create this thing and things weird stuff happens. You know, it's kind of fun. Um, but when you can't actually get to play the game because the thing keeps crashing on you, then, you know, or the frame rates keep taking a dive right in the middle of a firefight and you can't shoot somebody, that's a problem. That is a major problem. And the internet knows that this game was still pushed out too early. Obviously, they delayed it for good reason. If this had come out back in April, then it definitely would be un undercooked way more than it is now. I mean, they, they got most of the year in order to get it ready and it still obviously isn't ready for every platform but um i i think this comes down to and, and this is what you know the internet consensus is is that they needed to get it out for shareholder reasons they needed to get it out for the holiday season they needed to get it out with the new consoles coming out so that people would pick it up as a, as a console release type of game all it, it's the timing was important to get it out now it's just unfortunate that it's basically a it's like an early release game at yeah. this point it's it's like signing up for something you know like you pay 30 bucks for with the anticipation that it'll be finished in a few years hopefully it doesn't take a few years hopefully we're you know just a few months away from patches that enable to not crash on you but we're gonna have to see yeah yeah, it's it's funny because uh, we've seen a couple articles come out since then um, in in regards to sh to stockholders and uh, a share price and yeah. even with like pre order costs and stuff. So we already know that um, I want to say just if I remember from the article that I read that uh, CDPR's stocks took a twenty percent hit yep. uh, in value before the launch of CDPR. So I want to say that part of that is because of the the general consensus around the state of the game for the reviewers um and that people well either one of two things either that was a, a, an influence or people were selling high uh right before the launch uh instead of waiting till after the the hype died down for for that but mm -hmm. you know stocks are stocks are their own game you can't really attribute any quality or messaging about what's going on in the games industry because of how stocks tend to play people play the stocks just to play the stocks um but the pre-order stuff and the sheer amount of pre-orders that this game got uh just on pc i think is is kind of insane like this is this has got to be one of the most hyped games that we've seen next to 
oh gosh, I don't know. What was the last one you could probably think? I was, I'm thinking like GTA five is the last time yeah. people got this hyped. Maybe, maybe Red Dead Redemption two, but it didn't even feel like it was, it it's, was like that. It's either. not like, yeah, this is, this is more hype than those games. Um, yeah. Yeah. There, and more news has come out. Let's, let's dig into some of these new news articles. So uh, obviously we, there's a lot to talk about this week, so we could, we could take up a whole lot of time. So let's try to jump through this. The, uh, you know, the stocks did dive. Um, Although because of all the pre-orders, because of everyone buying copies of this game, they've already recouped all of their development and marketing costs. So CDPR is already in the black on this. That doesn't happen for games very often. Something like 8 million plus copies of the game have already been sold. I mean, that's this is gigantic. They have and, and yeah. think about their marketing costs. Think about all the marketing they've done. Think about hiring on somebody like Keanu Reeves. Like there is a lot of money that went into this game development for seven plus years. They've already recouped all of that. So uh, hopefully they keep with their track record because uh, we have short memories. When The Witcher Three came out, it was buggy as well. You know, like yeah. all the memes with the horses. You know, with Roach the horse on the roof, and you know things crashing, and and the game was pushing the boundaries of the hardware. It runs really well on systems now, but when it came out, it didn't run well on systems. It was having a hard time. I think that this is kind of par for the, for the course. I think this also goes to show how difficult it is to design such a large open world game with systems working together. One of the complaints that I've seen leveled on the internet is the fact that say NPCs and cars don't really have very complex AI right now. If you turn and look one direction and turn back the other direction, the cars will respawn. There'll be different cars there the second time you look. If you shoot into a crowd, everybody does basically the same animation. They freak out, they run somewhere in the cower, and then they don't do anything else. And I have a feeling that they intended for there to be more AI going on, but because of the limitations of the system and the systems crashing and, and oftentimes with systems crashing, that's memory leaks. Complex AI requires a lot of memory in order for a lot individual instances of individual people and vehicles and things like that all to be tracing their own routes, figuring out where to go. That takes a lot of CPU computation. I think that they were probably running up against a wall. So my hope is that not only will they fix the stability, but as they are now taking this as a foundation for where they're going to go with, say, the multiplayer version of this game, that they will continue to flesh out ways to build out the AI and the world. Because, as we know, the world of Night City, Night City is its own character. And that's one of the places they really need to continue building this out for it to reach its full potential. But that's not to say that, that they won't do this. They make huge upgrades to the way things worked in the Witcher games over time. It just it took time to get there. So hopefully we get to yeah. that spot. I, I definitely will commend them. Uh, on just the, the natural state of the storytelling in this game. Um, I was in a particular spot where I was just kind of hanging out with a, a character and we were we were talking through the story, but it was it wasn't a CGI. It wasn't a, it wasn't a pre-rendered video that I was watching. It was me actually interacting in the world with a character and seeing other characters around like having the freedom to look around or, or uh, you know be able to, to check out other things it was so nice to see that there was 
uh, moments in the game where they have tailored that AI to do a very particular thing. And watching the rest of the, the, the tertiary characters in this story act as they normally would and do things that have zero, zero uh, connection to what you're doing there is so beautiful. Yeah. It feels like there's, it feels like shops are actually operating when, when you're in a story thing. It's, and it, I, I agree. Like the AI is definitely very simple. Um, I've definitely run into the, into the, I've seen this person before <laughs> situation uh-huh. around the corner. And then you run around and you look and it's like, yep, that is the same, same character model. And there's only about seven or eight different AI uh, walk animations so you're you're either like a, a limping guy or you're a, a sexy lady <laughs> or, or a depressed person. child how many or, or the depressed, depressed children walking around their heads frumped over it's that's yeah. so sad <laughs> it's really sad yeah so i i can i can definitely say like they have they have hit the wall as far as like what they were able to to do as far as custom uh things but the world feels alive it feels so amazing and i i i've been loving when i when i've been playing on my series x i've been absolutely enthralled with this game i can't stop thinking about it i can't stop wanting to play it and i've been i've been leaving every other game that i've that i normally jump onto because I, I love my service games you know mm-hmm. i got sea of thieves and destiny and wow and here i got so many service games that i play this game has captivated my attention uh the way breath of the wild did when it came out and it 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 takes a lot for me to get to get me away from those service games because i have that's where my friends that's where my my community is i like to keep in touch with them but dude just in the first six hours like i was looking at my save time on the saves and i was checking the actual time and seeing how long i've been playing knowing that you know all the reviews that said there's a certain number of hours before you hit the title screen i'm like i can feel it getting closer and i'm and i feel like i'm right on schedule for where i should be in the story based on how much time i've put in and having that natural flow of going from story bit to story bit but not feeling too constrained like it's just like they're they're gonna hold my hand but they don't absolutely hold my hand with like an iron grip like a mom trying to drag their child through disneyland it's more of just like a, a lover's hold where they're like, you know, if you want to go check out that window shop, you can <laughs> go check out the hold. window. I'll stay. I don't know. What Cyberpunk 2077, the lover's hold of lovers. video games. <laughs> <laughs> should be on the box. But you feel like you can you can just kind of let go of the hand and, and walk over and check out what's going on in the shop. And then you turn around and there's your there's your loved one standing there waiting for you to finish up so you can continue moving through yeah. the, the park. Because, yeah. I mean when it all is said and done, you know, you're going to get to Tomorrowland. It's just a matter of how, how long it takes you and what you stop, you know, how many churros do you eat before you actually get there? So I've been really loving that aspect of the game. And yeah, yeah, you're going to, you're going to bump into people as you're walking through Disneyland. You're going to, you're going to see bugs in this game. So I, I agree with you that, uh, CDPR has, a history of being the the folks that stick with a game and they stick with that game and they they just polish the hell out of that game whereas like a uh, naughty dog will polish the hell out of a game before they even release it yeah. and even then they still push it if they think they need a little more polish and when you do you expect that game to be perfect out out the gate and it is and you, you you're like you just absolutely adore it um 
but CDPR, everyone kind of knows it's like, oh, okay, well, they're the ones that'll get it running and running well. And they're committed to giving the DLC out for free for Witcher. They'll, they'll probably do some really good stuff with, um, with with cyberpunk and they're this is their next game this is their next game they're not working on anything else they're working on this and right. they want to make right. sure that people are having a good time with it so uh my heart goes out to the dev teams that are that are having to having to be working night and day uh trying to get these patches out to get this game in a state where it hits <laughs> it hits for the generation that they advertise for instead of the last generation playing on next generation hardware right right because i think that's the biggest issue yeah no I, I totally have hopes and expectations that the things that we are butting up against the, the the ugly side of this game will be ironed out um i imagine that two years from now playing this will be a way more polished experience and we will probably continue to see improvements in in all the little details and i think you're right when when you aren't being pulled out of the world by noticing you know say flaws in the ai when you're just walking through the story when you're interacting with the other characters that you're, that you're talking to when you're walking past you know the guy chatting with the the dude handing him the food and they've got a conversation going on and you know this the, the <laughs> depressed child on the sidewalk and the other things that are that are happening then the world feels awesome and it is it is busy and it is dense and it is colorful and it's full of it's full of all sorts of different emotions and feelings so there's a lot there um and you were you were talking about the ai and the different characters you've come across i came across what i think was the most attractive man in night city there he is on screen right now uh with savage tattoo and um very short white jean shorts with button down crotch pulled all the way up as tight as they can be around his crotch and he has no other clothing on other than say a gold necklace this man is the uh naked cowboy of night city he is phenomenal oh my god that, that's amazing i had to take Wasn't a screenshot he, of that one uh, he looks oh my gosh i can't even but that, <laughs> put him back on cool. screen again I, I think I have those pants. Oh my god! I, you have those pants? I think I have those pants because that's because I don't know about you. My character is is. Uh, oh, your like character has those little, pants, not you. Yeah, no, Logan I don't have those pants. Has those pants? No, I wouldn't know what to do with those pants. Are you kidding? Oh my god! I'd be, I'd have to, I'd be walking around with them on my head. I wouldn't know how to wear those. <laughs> Come on. Uh, so I'm, I'm sorry for our listening audience. I tried the best I could to explain it. If you want to see these, uh, check out the Twitter. I'll share them on Twitter. Check out the uh, the video on YouTube. Um, let's get through some of the rest of the news because we've got obviously yeah. a lot of in-game stuff that we need to talk about and get off our chests. So uh, an, another positive note for the for CD Projekt Red and for the developers is many times when a game comes out, the developers get paid bonuses based on things like the metacritic st score of the game and the management at cd project red was kind enough to give the bonuses their or give the devs their bonuses even though the total score didn't meet expectations and i think that this is a place where they realize that they had to push the game out early they know that the game was getting docked not not because of the story not because of the gunplay not because of the the you know the, the acting of the NPCs and you know those kinds of things the, the the reason the reviews were docking scores was because 
you know, like Logan said, some people just can't get the game to play well on their system. And that's not the developer's fault that the game was decided to put out before that that, that was figured out completely. So kudos to them. Thank you to CD Projekt Red Management for giving devs their bonuses because they worked their butts off. This was delayed. We know that they had crunch and hopefully they're getting some time off and some time to, you know, enjoy playing the game with their friends and families or 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 do something completely different if they don't want to see the game for a little for a little while. You know, whatever it is they need to do. Um, we'll still be here. Still, please patch it. We're, we're excited for what's coming down, you know, down the line. But thank you for treating the devs well when it comes to this stuff and, you know, for being at least, you know, the good guys in this situation. Um, any thoughts on this, Logan? I, I think it's great. Um, they didn't have to. They they did because they realized it was probably the the it was probably the nicest thing they could do. No amount of uh, positive PR from this kind of a, a move is is going to win back the good graces of everyone and it's not yeah. going to impact the bottom line this was literally something that they that they saw what was going on with the game they saw that it was still selling really well that everyone was picking it up they made back their money supposedly as far as uh how many pre-orders they got and at that point you know that's a success you know, if you can break even on day one with your game, as far as how much it costs to make and cover the costs of the the marketing and stuff, then yeah, that's that's a success. Metascore be damned. It doesn't matter what the metascore is. The metascore is just a bunch of people like us saying what we thought about it and then putting a number to it and then having that uh, go onto a website. Like bonuses yeah. shouldn't be left up to the um, the whims to, of mean, of the public. The, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It should be based off of sales, and this sold really well. So, yeah, they deserve it. It shouldn't be up to Metacritic. It should be up to how well it sells. If it sells well, cool. You earn the money. Spend the money on the people that worked uh, hard to to get it to the actual public, because right. that's what that's what matters. You you build a dream, and you and you respect the 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 people that work the hard builders. on that dream. Yeah, 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 totally. And and there's oh. been a lot of talk about you know the game should have been delayed. The game you know had they delayed it again, they would have gotten a lot of flack. They were they're in a rock and a hard place at this point because they gave themselves multiple dates that they said, okay, this is going to come out and they had to change it. So they kind of dug their own hole here and they, now they just have to live in it. And you know, it is nice that some people can play it now and it works okay for them. It's unfortunate that others can't. And uh, that's just the state of it at this point. Um, on to some other news. There is a, uh, this is kind of exciting, uh, intersection of real world and cyberpunk stuff. There is an actual real world prosthetic that is designed after Johnny Silver hands hand here. Check this image out. Pull it up on screen. This is a real world prosthetic that you can now get if you are somebody who needs prosthetic limbs and so that you can be awesome <laughs> like like a cyberpunk in the real world. Um, I'm sure we'll have very different opinions, differing opinions about Johnny Silverhand. And if he's, I mean, you know, uh, according to Mike Pondsmith, he's not a very nice man. And many of us are starting to realize just how not nice he actually can be. Uh, but he's a badass looking dude. And to have a badass looking arm like that is pretty cool in the real world if that's if that's something you need. So very cool there. Uh, one other thing that I want to note, one of the little things that I found while perusing the internet. And I think that, Logan, we're going to have to dig into the lore of this in a future episode. 
But it turns out oh, that image is way too zoomed in and I'll explain it for our listeners. It turns out that <laughs> when you when you take a look at the uh, you know, when you're scanning different people to see if they're wanted, you can kind of see what they're wanted for. Well, somebody uh, somebody on Reddit discovered that this individual, this mauler for the animals, was wanted for illegal use of pineapple or pineapple adjacent products, according to the Pizza Discretion Act, <laughs> which I guess is an actual law in Night City. So. I'm sure there are people who are pro pineapples on pizza who will be very upset to find out that that is illegal in Night City. Even pineapple adjacent, whatever the heck that means. I don't know. But I, I thought that was a uh, worth sharing little thing. Are, uh, Logan, are you it, pro pineapple on pizza? Oh, I am totally pro pineapple on pizza. It is clear this is a dystopian future, folks. This is the route we're going down. <laughs> if we don't fix things now, this is our future. No pineapple on pizza. Are you friggin' kidding me? It is delicious, nutritious, and tastes just like chicken. And anyone that <laughs> like says chicken? otherwise is a fool. Wait, wait, it tastes like chicken? Yeah. Doesn't it? Is I thought chicken tastes like everything. Does chicken not taste like pineapple? I, not that, not that my taste buds tell me, but uh, I, maybe well, that's the way okay. your mouth works. We're all in the matrix. It doesn't matter. The code's messed up. I'm sure it's just a glitch. Um, but yeah, I thought this was hilarious. I'm glad that that they that in in. So this was this was just one of the many things that I think I really love about this game are the pop culture references that are inundated in and throughout. So you saw uh, that that image floating around. I actually uh, decided to go check out like my apartment when I first got back to my apartment. Right. And if you guys haven't seen this, you need to go to your apartment and mm -hmm. you need to go into the bathroom because there's three seashells in there. And I don't know about you, but I'm like Sylvester Stallone in Demolition Man. I don't know what they do. And I'm, I'm kind of okay with that, but I absolutely love the fact that, uh, uh, that they have the three seashells in there. And, um, I don't know if you've messed around with the photo mode much, but there's a, a bunch of really funny, uh, poses in there that you can do. Even one of them, uh, being titled, uh, draw me like one of your French girls. Nice. And it is a, it is a sexy laying down pose and there's, yeah, it's so, it's so great. All the different little, uh, Easter eggs that they've put into this game on top of, um, you said you did Corpo, right? For, for one of your playthroughs. Yeah. Yeah. The, when you were doing the corpo in the very, very beginning of it, did you check your desk drawer? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Did you notice a certain magazine in that in that desk drawer? Yeah, there's a there's a Witcher 3 uh, uh, reference. There's a magazine in there that has the Witcher 3 on it. Yep. So you were right about Siri. In a <laughs> she way. technically is in the game. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I have a feeling we'll probably see a little some more of that stuff's going to leak out over time as well. Um, yeah, if you go back to my yeah. stream of that night, you'll see it. Like I open up the door and I'm like, oh, look at that. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I love it. Yeah. So we'll get so into a little bit more of this stuff in the second half of the episode. What, what were you going to say, Logan? Oh, I was just going to say that there's there's just a plethora and I would love it if our community uh, could use the the cyberpunk um, channel for photos and try and suss out as many of these references with like a wiki link that would be to awesome. uh, what it references. I yeah. would love to see some documentation on this. Yeah, our discord has a cyberpunk photo mode channel and people have been posting stuff on there. I got some really cool photos. Uh, I'll talk about I, I might pull them up as we get a little bit further into the episode. Um, 
but reminds me yeah yeah so so many more things for us to talk about let's get to the middle of the show so we can get to the rest of the show and talk about the rest of our impressions and stuff because we've got so much more to do after we do that when we wrap up this episode we will be chatting with those of you who are in chat with us live at twitch.tv slash robots radio it is sunday night after 9 p.m eastern 6 p.m pacific at our usual time so if you are interested in sharing some of your thoughts please hang out for the rest of the show will we would love to hear your thoughts live we'll be talking about that and if you are a patron of the show you will get the extended version including our conversation with our live viewers on your feed so stay tuned for all of that stuff right, let's move on to the middle of the show my name is brian burton It's been 26 years since the bombs fell. And since I've left the vault, I've been trying to rebuild. This isn't the Appalachia that I remember. There's so much more to everything going on. And I promise to find the answer. So if you're out there, if you're listening, just hone in on these coordinates. Remember, there's a place for you at the end. Omega. The Omega Broadcast Fallout Story is available on iTunes, Spotify, and many great podcasting sources. All right. Speaking of patrons, thank you to all of our patrons. You guys are amazing. You guys are what can make us keep doing this show. It's it's really uh, a lot of it's on you guys to help fund things and, and keep things going. And in order to do that, we give you back as much as as much as we can put out there for you. Uh, extended episodes, episodes early, ad free episodes, even the ability to join us on episodes of the show there is one coming up toward the end of this month so make sure if you would like to join us check out the higher tier for the cyber upgrade tier to join us on this episode i would love to have a number of you guys join us at the end of this month to talk about your first few weeks of experience playing through this game because i have a feeling we're all going to be coming at this from different different directions different perspectives and that conversation should be Awesome. So check out patreon.com slash cyberpunk lorecast for more information about that. And thanks again to all of our amazing, amazing patrons. Thank you guys. So Logan, let's dive into the way that we got into the game are the different perspectives our playthroughs how we started our life paths the choices that we made and uh, kind of our feelings about how the game played out from the beginning and again reminder we're not going to be going over anything that happens at, until uh after anything that happens after the title sequence we're not going to talk about we will only be talking about that first say four or five hours of the game before the title sequence which is the same stuff that reviewers got and talked about early anyway so anything we bring up happens during that phase and or we probably were pretty close in guessing it in some of our episodes talking about say johnny silverhand and the history of what happened those kinds of things it's going to be in and around that stuff so you started out w with your first character. What did you build? 
I I went with a male V uh, as a street kid for my first one. Okay, and that's the only path I haven't played yet because I started out with my first one as a. What we did was we designed me in the game on my stream live and everybody helped come up with the the selections for like the eyes that looked like the most like my eyes and my nose and my mouth and like my you know face and we put me in the game and i decided if i'm going to be in the game i had to go corpo because that's closest to the way you know i didn't grow up on the street and i toured in a band so it's kind of like a nomad but i'm most likely a corpo let's be honest i've i've worked regular corporate jobs for big companies I would be at a I would be a corpo in Night City, so we started. <laughs> I started down the corpo path. That's where I got to see the uh, you know the Witcher three book, the little magazine in the in the drawer, and all of that stuff. Yeah. So your second one, you went corpo with your second playthrough. Oh, yeah. Not, not yeah, complete was... playthrough. Early early plays play test. We should call it. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't get very far thanks to the uh, the the troubles with the one X, but uh, I, I did. It was a much different playthrough. Um, really, really surprised by just how amazingly different uh, the the initial, just even the first five minutes of the game. You're going in, and, and the world is so much more different than what I was expecting uh, compared to Street Kid. Street Kid was um, really surprising. I, I was really surprised. So, if you start out as a street kid, you're you kind of wake up uh, in a bar looking in a mirror and the first thing you do is you you have an option to set your nose because apparently it's broken because <laughs> you got in a fight oh, interesting so you're in a you're in in um in a in a bar and you're, you have to reset your nose and then you talk to uh your buddy who's a uh who's a, a bartender and he said says to you that he's got a problem with a fixer who's actually a loan shark not so much a, a fixer Mm. And it kind of starts you down this path of uh, you talking to this fixer who then's like, well, I'm not going to forgive the debt. You guys know how I play. If you do business with me, then why, why would you expect anything less? And it's up to you to decide, like, how is it going to work out? So it's like you either have the money to pay off the debt or you do a job for the fixer. And the fixer sends you off to go steal a car. And this is the scene from the the actual trailers where we saw uh, you breaking into this really, really nice car in a garage. Uh-huh. Um, and that's kind of where you run into Jackie. And then that's where uh, the cops come. And we had that that video in one of the night cities that kind of talks yeah. about how, you know, you, you you're in the world and the world is vast, but there's a history with all the characters. And you immediately feel that connection to Jackie because as soon as you... Um, get done getting into this car uh which is all part of the the plan uh jackie comes over and tries to jack the car from you in fashion of his huh. name and it was really surprising because it was he's just like dude this is my car you're either gonna and, and you have an option you can either drive off or you can actually uh uh hand over the keys or, or hand over the, the the device that you're using to get in there so it was really surprising because your first encounter with Jackie is actually on a job for a fixer and he is trying to steal from you what you have rightly rightfully so interesting. From someone else. It's so different. I kept waiting for the moment where the cops show up and like and mm-hmm. uh, and I did the corporal playthrough and then uh, created a second character went female and did a nomad nomad start uh, because I wanted to build two different characters with different abilities also. 
and that start is completely different as well. But in neither of those two starts, do you run into the cops and you're in that scene, we're stealing car. None of that stuff happened. And I was like, well, when does that happen? And I kept yeah. waiting for it to happen. And it never happened. It's because it was the life path that I didn't choose. Well, so you know how uh, when you're in Corpo and you head to Lizzie's bar for the first time, you run into Jackie and you sit down with him. And that's the scene from one of the other um that's the scene from one of the other uh, videos that we got. Yeah. And I, w- I was sitting there playing street kid. And the first time I go to Lizzie's bar as a street kid, I'm walking around looking for where Jackie is and Jackie's nowhere to be found. And I'm like, well, at some point I'm going to run into him. And then, <laughs> you know, five, five hours later, yeah, still no Jackie. And I'm like, what the heck? I thought, did they take this out of the game? Like what was going on? And sure enough, I, I play Corpo and boom, there it is. And I'm like, oh, yeah. And you're already old buds with him. You're already yeah. close. And then things go down and you're closer. Um, yeah. And and I feel like he he's such a good character. He's really I love Jackie. He's really charming. He's he's very real. He talks about his mom and the girl that he likes, but he's a hard ass, you know, like he's such a good character and it's you know yeah. um i guess this in spoilers because we're, we're talking all the way up until the, the title screen but it's it's unfortunate what happens to him um yeah but i think that that's part of it is that like they they in the beginning of the game whatever path you 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 take you end up building this connection and then they rip it from you and um mm-hmm. as a nomad do you, do you know about the nomad playthrough you know how that's no like? i haven't i haven't gotten to do nomad at all yeah so nomad you start out and you're in this little town your car is broken down you're trying to get it fixed so the law shows up and is like what are you doing in our, in your town in our town and you've left your tribe you're you're out on your own oh um, looking to take a job you have uh. previously set up to meet jackie for this job you're ta- taking that's where the whole um the lizard thing comes uh, in the iguana comes in because it's in a case that you get from jackie and then the two of you try to get into night city things go sideways and that's the scene where you're being chased by the uh night city authorities in at night shooting jackie's driving and you're shooting at them as they're shooting at you in those big uh like black suv type cars uh, that's where that happens uh and then you make your way into night city and you bond with jackie over over a period of time and of course they kind of fast forward over the next six months or whatever and then things kind of start to you know come together in all the different playthroughs but that's a completely different playthrough as well but you have this moment of like well okay we're on this you know we're this is just biz we're just doing our biz and then you kind of bond and then now you're buds and things go that way and i have to say i've played both the male and the female did you did you play male and female yeah yeah how do you feel about I, I, they're both good voice actors i like i like the voice acting in both i'm playing my corpo as a very intentional planned out careful more stealthy more cerebral character because he's a corpo you, you got it you got to plan ahead you got to think through things i'm playing my nomad as much more um uh, just uh, you know bootstrapping it you know just kind of like on a whim emotional just uh, uh very much more solo she's very strong and she's very strong-willed even though she's this petite woman because the character loadout doesn't allow you to change say your body shape or anything like that but she's yeah. But she but her personality when you choose those options is very strong willed and especially when you have a lot of strength you can like 
like there's a scene where you you come up and there's three guys sitting on these stairs and they start kind of hitting on you and you're trying to get in the in the place and you walk up there and you kind of be like yeah i just need to get in and talk to someone so whatever but like my strength was like nine by that point and i was just like listen dude I'm not dealing with this. I'm going to freaking lay you out. Let me in the building. And he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Just, just chilling. Just, uh, just joking. I didn't mean anything, you know? And she's just like all business and just like going by the seat of her pants. And mm. I feel like her, uh, arguing like friendly arguments with Jackie was really sincere because they like pick on each other, almost like they're siblings. Where like they're like ah you're you're a stupid jerk and Jackie's like ah you but then in the end they're like like ah, we're they're, we're together on this you know like and they're having these emotional moments and they can depend on each other and so to me even though I started as myself in the game I feel like the female V is way more of at least in my experience so far the real mm -hmm. V in my playthrough. See that's that's interesting because I actually feel the opposite. Yeah, I have I've been going through as a male uh, street kid and, you know, after after. So the, the background behind uh, male V or uh, V as a street kid is that you're you're back in Night City after a failed attempt to go to Atlanta and you're getting kind of get getting thrown back into the mix. And when you meet up with Jackie, he he's like, uh, well, where do you usually hang out? And, he, and you're like, uh, the Coyote Bar. And he's like, you're kidding. My mom owns the Coyote Bar. And you're like, wait, really? And he's like, yeah, I'm surprised we've never run into each other. And you're like, yeah, I'm surprised we haven't. And it's like, he's like, well, let's go get some food. And you're like, so what we're now buddies because at this point you've already <laughs> been you've, you've been let go by the cops because the uh the arasaka guys came and they're like uh you know tie their legs and throw them into the river you know make sure they don't they don't show up and this guy's like no nah, i grew up in haywood i know these guys they're good kids but they're just trying to they're mm. you know they don't need to die for over this if you're not going to press charges so the cops break your nose again for the second time in like 30 <laughs> minutes Jeez. and you you wake up again after the cops uh, knock you out and you're setting your nose for the second time, which is really funny, but you're sitting on a street corner with Jackie and you're just chilling and you're just like, man, what a weird world. And he's like, yeah, let's go get some food. And you're like, what are you talking about? And he's like, my mom makes really good food. Let's go get some food. And you're like, we're buddies now. And he's like, yeah, let's go. <laughs> Duh. I'm hungry. Yeah. <laughs> and it's so sweet. And, and he's always God. hungry. He's always, he's always hungry. I was waiting for you. I got hungry and he's just like sitting there eating it's like yeah. Chinese food. He's always hungry. Yeah. He's always it hungry. Reminds he's me such of, a good uh, character. Yeah. He, he, he reminds me of the character in, um, oceans 11 that Brad Pitt plays. He's a, he's mm. a charismatic, lovable guy. He's got a lot of brains. He's got a lot of, uh, uh, uh charm to him, but he's always eating something in every scene. <laughs> And it's so funny, uh, but I, I've actually I've really really been loving that. And it was I was really surprised at how quickly the life path portion of the game um, really just drops off. Though uh, mm. I've had some dialogue mm -hmm. options where Street Kid is an option, and um, I think we can get into it and in, in when when you're ready. But I used some of the dialogue options, uh, similar to how they they showed in the videos that they've shown, yeah. to get out of some interesting situations. But um, outside of the the first mission where you go to rescue the chick 
with uh, T Bug and Jackie, mm-hmm. which so far I've I've seen on on the two life paths that I did. I'm assuming that Nomad has that mission as well. It's yep. kind of like your first. Yeah, that's where everything kind of mission. converges. Yeah, yeah. So after that, I feel really surprised that um, life path doesn't really impact as much. In fact, I'm, I'm, I was really surprised at how quickly Corpo went from being a Corpo to being a, a solo. And I was like, well, yeah, dang, I right. didn't really get to live that life, did I? Uh, yeah, it, it so ends it was, quickly. <laughs> they, yeah, they come yeah, down. So I was I was really disappointed by that because um, I I kind of expected that going into Corpo, you'd have a little more tie in with things. You'd have a little more, um, you know, like you'd have a nice apartment that you would go to, and you just, you know, you'd, you'd meet up with Jackie on the side for for you know ha- old buddy's sake, and uh, it, it would be a little more story driven mm. around that because it feels like at least with Street Kid, it feels like you're with Jackie and you're meant to be with Jackie because you're both underdogs in this world and both of you are fighting to scrape together some sort of notoriety and it feels so impactful when two street kids uh finally make it to the afterlife and Mm. finally get to go there and it's just like ah this is a world that i'm not used to and we made it here together and it was so it felt so good to have that because it didn't feel it felt like you it belonged it felt like you'd known about this for so long and you tried to go to atlanta and you tried to have a really good life and it didn't work out and here you are rock bottom but you just you just happen upon this guy who is willing to be buddies with you even though he has no reason to Mm -hmm. except that he almost stole the car that you were going to steal and you kind of realized it was like meant to be and to get to go to the afterlife together after that first mission it was like oh yes that's so awesome <laughs> yeah that's, that's interesting that's the, the experience that i wanted that's it's interesting yeah i uh i didn't i expected that we were going to get different starts and then the game would kind of converge and that we would just kind of have different dialogue options based on our background i i i assumed that the it is very hard to develop a game that has very divergent paths for a large portion of the game because you're effectively designing three separate games at the same time. That's very hard to do. Um, so I, I kind of expected that that would be the case. So I wasn't disappointed by that. Um, but it is very interesting to me how the different start makes you view your character and your character's motivations and the way your character is interacting with the world and other characters. Um, yeah, I think that's really, really interesting. So when let's talk about some of the some of the things that happen when you when you get past some of this initial stuff, you get to the mission where you have to link up with Militech and you have to deal with the Maelstrom gang. Remember this? Mm, you got to go yes. get the uh, the little walkie dude, whatever he was called. Yeah. Um, spider bot. How did you handle that? Uh, so when I got there, um, I was going there to meet up with this is street uh, kid you a, street kid yeah this is street kid me mm-hmm. this was the, the furthest I got I didn't get very far in my corpo uh, thank you Xbox One um, so as I was getting there uh, as soon as I was going there I knew I was meeting with someone um, and I knew that they were going to be a little high strung and when I got there I immediately got grabbed had a gun pointed to my head mm-hmm. and so you, you went was, to the you went to the corporate meeting first because you yes, can choose to no. go to maelstrom first or you can choose to meet the oh yes 
Yeah. So yeah. Uh, no, I went to I went to the meetup first because right. I kind of knew what was coming, um, which is kind of a bummer because I feel like that part kind of played out the way that it played out in the same video. But uh, I met up with her, and as a street kid, uh, I, I just kind of like told her, you know, chill out, back off. This isn't a big thing, and. Uh, once she kind of vetted me, um, that was the point where she was like, kind of like, like, Hey, you know, I'm trying to find this mole who sent you. And I'm like, nobody sent me. I got sent by Dexter to Sean. She's like, bullshit. Who are you, who are you from? And right. I'm like, seriously, lady, I'm just a street kid. So after a while, they finally, they're like, all right, well, are you going to work with me? Or are you going to, you know, what are you going to do? And I'm like, well, I'll, I'll take the credits. I'll, you know, you pay for it. I'll get you the damn bot or get you the info that you need. And, um, after I met with her, I went in to, uh, meet with the maelstrom gang mm -hmm. and I played it cool through most of it. Like I went and, um, I had found out that, uh, the, uh, the, oh, I can't remember what his name was. Um, what's his name? Had Royce? Bought the, there was Royce, Royce and there was, uh, the, 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 the maelstrom guys. Dude. Yeah, Dexter paid the the original male. Yeah, the guys. original not, boss, not dumb, the dumb. first boss, and then Royce is the boss that off the first boss. Yeah, yeah. So I I met up with a uh, Dum Dum who I absolutely <laughs> I love, adored. I love Dum Dum. He is so cool. I love that Dum -Dum's he has the name Dum Dum. <laughs> he calls yeah. you a straight edge princess if you turn down the uh, the drugs. <laughs> yeah, I see. So I love that. I think Brick. it's uh, thank Brick. you, man. Brick is yeah. Yeah, so I, I found out about Brick from Dexter, and I, and I went uh, to to go talk to Dum Dum, and Dum Dum's like, um, he he was offering the drugs, and uh, the street kid option gives you the opportunity to be like, oh, I know what that is. That's some good shit. And, uh, <laughs> and Jackie's like, what? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, I you know your you, you know your your stuff, man. So Dum Dum offers it to me, and I hit it, and uh, me and Dum Dum were just kind of like hanging out, and he's like. You're cool. I don't know about you, Jackie, but you're cool. And that the <laughs> whole funny whole garage doors opening up and and uh, Dum Dum's uh, demoing the the spider bot and Royce is like kind of watching things over. Mm -hmm. He gets pissed mm -hmm. off and comes over mm -hmm. and, and he hits the garage door and then he like comes out. I yes, love the impact of that. So impactful. And I saw him back yes. there when he first showed up and I'm like, mm -hmm. that's that's Royce. He's gonna come out. And sure enough, yeah. bam! And he puts a gun right in your face. Yep. Yeah. So did you put the gun back in his face or, or did you fight him? Like, what did I, you do? So I, I took, I played through this in two very different ways. So I, finish okay. yours and I'll explain what I, okay. what I did. Yeah. Okay. So Royce has got a gun in my head. I pull a gun and I stick it up against his head and Jackie pulls out his guns and starts pointing uh -huh. at the other two, right. uh, uh, maelstrom gang. And I push back against Royce and I'm like, here's the money. But the money that the, the shard that I got, because I went tech, I ended up uh, clearing the virus off of it before I went in. Okay. Yeah. So credit was clear. And I told, I told Royce, I'm like, look, Militech is onto you. Here's the money. You can check it out. So he walks over, he hands it to the dude, the net runner in the chair, the net runner checks it out and he comes back and he's like, shit, well, this sucks. All right. You guys are fine. You can have the bot, uh, but get out of here, you know? And I'm like, cool awesome uh-huh and then Didn't what have happened to pay for it. uh i i got the bot and then militech attacks uh -huh. and militech uh starts storming the entire the entire garage and everything is starting to go to hell so maelstrom is fighting militech militech is fighting there and militech brings in a, a whole a uh a, a robot a right. huge yeah a bot 
Yeah. And Roy jumps in his power armor and starts mowing down the 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 actual um sentry bot and i'm just like oh this is awesome so i'm going through this and i'm helping royce um go through it and uh i didn't do this on at the time i actually went back and found this out but uh at a at a certain point it's like free brick and i'm like oh i have to go free brick so i had to like i had to glitch my way back up over onto the onto the actual cat uh catwalk that uh-huh. you jump down in when you with the sentry fight and i actually ran back around found the code found brick talked to brick and brick's like get out of here i know what i'm doing and i'm like okay sure yeah that's why you're <laughs> in this cell <laughs> whatever brick and um so but he he says he's like i owe you for this one and i'm like Mm, favors that's gonna pay off later i bet uh so after we defeat uh militech Royce is sitting over there gloating over the over the fight and I'm like uh thank you and he's like what do you mean thank you I just saved your ass and I'm like no I tipped you off to Militech you guys would all be dead right now and he's like all right whatever thank you and <laughs> I'm like oh God, he's a freaking jerk so I go over and Dum Dum sitting at the end of the uh the thing and Dum Dum's like hey kid that was cool and he's like here <laughs> take this and i'm like oh, you're drug inhaler he's like yeah and i'm like oh drug inhaler. <laughs> oh my god drug- so i get the drug inhaler and i go out and sure enough uh meredith stout is nowhere to be found but the dude that she had like beaten up in the back of the vehicle is standing out there and uh-huh. he's all like stand down i know these this cat and i'm like what the hell are you doing here he's like well meredith's out she's freaking went haywire so yeah. i'm in charge but i don't know who the mole is and he's like and i'm like all right well you know here's the information that i have and whatnot and he's like all right i gotta go talk to royce and i'm like this seems really weird you're mm-hmm. just gonna go talk to royce all right and that was the end of it and i was like cool I didn't have to kill Royce. I didn't have to. I found brick. I got the inhaler, which is the important part. And I guess the <laughs> bot thing, anything afterwards. <laughs> yeah. But I was like, it was, it was such a cool moment to be able to play through a street kid. And I'm like, oh, this is what a street kid is all about, man. Being able to talk to people who are in this underground world the way that you need to, to be able to be like, dude, it's the corpos you got to hate. Not me. I'm not your enemy. The corpos are right so but so, Dude. okay so how did yours go okay so there, there's places where it, it was the same and places where it diverged so and and i played through it differently on corpo as i did nomad so first i played through corpo right yeah uh went talk to talk to militech but i could talk corpo with her and i knew that she was being pressed by management and that she was being stressed and that she didn't actually she needed more from me than i needed from her so i was able to mm. talk her down um and she still took uh, the dude that she thought was the mole and threw him back in the trunk and left. <laughs> but she gave me the shard, right, with with the cash on it. Um, but I messed up the mini game to clear the shard of the virus, so it still had the virus on it. You didn't scum save it. No, I just oh. I just went with it. I was like, crap, I messed it up. So I just I just went with it. Oh. I got to. That's how I learned the game. I got to. <laughs> I got to uh, in the gang. Um, talked to Dum Dum. Sat down. He he gives he gives me the hit, but I'm like I'm a corpo. I can't I can't be doing drugs. You know, like that's not my thing. So I turn him down. He calls me a um, a, a straight edge princess. And he's like whatever straight edge princess. <laughs> and then of course Roy, Royce comes out, gets in my face. Um, 
we kind of have it out with each other, you know, like guns, guns in the faces like you had, um, hand him the shard. But then I tell him, I'm like, Militech has a virus on this. You better scan it first. It's got your money, but you better scan it for the virus. I was straight with him about the virus being on it rather than letting the virus fry them or whatever it was going to do. So he feeds it into his, his Netrunner dude over on the side and the Netrunner dude goes, whoa, ah! and he gets all messed up from the virus. And he's like, you're right. This thing's hot. And then he like clears the virus. They take the money. That's when Militech shows up. You know, the S hits the fan. Um, everybody starts fighting and I'm thinking to myself, well, this is ridiculous. I did not expect myself to be allied with Maelstrom fighting Militech um, fight we fight through stuff take out a lot of dudes their dudes are not attacking you know Maelstrom's not attacking me so we're all shooting at the Militech guys together we get to the the point that uh, I never did go back and find Brick and let him out um, we get mm. to the point where they bring the bot in I clear the bot we kill it we get out with the with the device because they had handed it over to us already um, and dudes waiting out there and we talk with the dude, you know, and he's like, he lets us go, right? But like, Militech's all showed up with their cars, and all the all the agents are there, and and whatever. Um, but yeah, and it says, you know, the the lady that we talked to, was, they offed her, whatever. Move on, right? Um, second playthrough, Nomad, and I go, you know what? I'm just gonna go to Maelstrom first. I'm not gonna deal with the corpos at all. I'm just gonna gonna go to Maelstrom, show up. Get in that first room where they start making fun of you before you can go in and meet Dum Dum, right? And I'm like, I could just take all these guys out. So I just take them out. I just open up, and and I off like I don't know seven eight of them right there. I'm just like, if I'm I'm this headstrong person, I don't like I don't have anything. To, I'm a nomad. I just want to get in and get that bot. I didn't bring any money. I don't have a card with money on it. I'm just going to bust in, kill everybody, take the bot and leave. So I take them all out. I get in the main room, fight those guys, find the bot in the back room that where they go get it to bring it out to you when you have the meeting, grab the bot, steal as much crap as I can after I kill a bunch of people and kill, you know, pick off their bodies and things. Um, get to the room where the robots would have shown up if Militech showed up. Militech never does show up, which is interesting. They don't show up at all. But Royce is in his power armor and I have to take down Royce and Royce was a lot more difficult to fight than the robot that Militech sent to me because we had all the backup from all the Maelstrom guys also fighting the robot. So fortunately I had a, enough um, like electric grenades or whatever the or, uh, uh, EMP grenades that I was able to I was able to wear them down and, and took them out. Um, but and then left out the back. And there was, it was just empty. It was just dark and empty. There were no vehicles. There were no lights. There's no soldiers. It was just me and Jackie leaving going. And Jackie's like, yeah, that's the way you get stuff done. <laughs> and I was like, that's right, Jackie. That's what we do. Um, oh, completely different playthrough. It's, it's amazing. I expected, I expected Militech to show up anyway, because I was like, oh, that's going to be hard scripted. They show up no matter what, because they're on this thing. Nope. Just completely yeah. cut them out. By the time I talked to Dexter, he's like, so what happened with the Militech? And I was like, I didn't need him. <laughs> I, just, I was like, I, I just, I don't, I don't need Corpos to be in on this. I just took care of it. And Dexter's like, all right, you do what you got to do as long as you get me to my bot. And I was like, yeah. Oh, that's so surprising. Yeah, I I always wondered like what it would be like if you don't tell 
like one of my playthroughs i definitely want to go through that and i definitely want to see what it's like when i don't tell anyone about the virus and i just want to see how the yeah. virus reacts to if royce still goes over and sticks it in one of his net runners uh and, and, and finds it yeah yeah, yeah yeah like i'm really curious yeah no i scum saved the hell out of that mini game because <laughs> this is this is going to be something that as a net runner i'm going to be doing a lot of so i need to figure out how this goofy mini game works yeah and yeah to be perfectly honest i really like it oh, i good. really enjoy yeah it, it took um, me a few tries before I, I didn't scum save it and then i got to a harder one and i just failed it immediately and i was like oh I guess that's not how this works. And then eventually yeah. I, I was like, wait, no, you got to find the one that's still on the line with the other one that you need to go next. And then if you can double it up, then you can get both of the things unlocked and, you know, figured yeah. it out. But. Yeah. It took me a while to understand that the the buffer size on your card is what makes a big difference in how many of those uh, breaches you can actually get through. So mm. my biggest issue right now is um, for one, if you scum save it, the numbers in the, in the, uh, the code changes, mm -hmm. uh, on load in. So you can't just memorize the path and, and f try a different path. You, you gotta good. do it. That's good. The, the same or a different way each time. Yeah. Um, also that the, that the, the way that you, how many different spaces you have gives you more opportunity. And I was checking out some of the Ripper doc, uh, mods and they're like eight buffer size. And I was like, Oh, <gasps> do so much hacking i could i, <laughs> I could, could hack everything i could do so much if i had eight why am i sitting here with four four is so crappy i need eight so <laughs> i was having a really really tough time on who i should pay off or if i should buy these really expensive cyberware parts first uh to see how that goes but mm -hmm. yeah I, I definitely like the hacking in this game it's a lot of fun to do stealth kills uh to to scavengers who were under a stairway who were not expecting anything and they're like ah, 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 and they're just looking around <laughs> somebody's hacking me what is going on and they're getting sparked up and i'm just like this is great this is the this is the goofiest thing there's people like walking by and they're looking at me like all squatted down around behind a cardboard box <laughs> and they're like are you okay weirdo and I, I i turn the corner and i look around and i cyber fry a guy and, he, and, the, and then the the ai for the re the regular people are just like they're gonna kill us run away <laughs> <laughs> that's great and they're like nobody's nobody's coming around the corner to see what's going on it's such a it's such a great system i i did not know how that was going to go i thought you were going to spend most of your time in brain dances but i absolutely love the uh the hacking in this game yeah i'm glad um, we're not spending more time in and brain dances are cool but there are definitely times that i've had in both of the major brain dances that we've done so far where i was just like where is the other thing i need to find where is it and i have to just like i, I have to wait till the character looks in just the right direction i'm like oh yeah that, that thing over there okay i found yeah. it um yeah, it was a little um, more than I cared to spend time doing. One thing I, I, I just now that we're bringing up brain tenses, we didn't talk about this uh, during the news, but uh, I did see that there is now a, a quick flash of a warning screen that's like, hey, by the way, there might be some seizure warnings. By the way, yeah. here's the game. And yeah. I was like, ah, yeah. I felt like you could have, I felt like you guys could have lingered a little bit longer on that screen. That's like, by the way, brain dances might cause seizures. And right that was something that they, they patched in on day two. So anyone that was complaining about the fact that, that uh, it took them so long to get that, they got that in day two. Um, the fact that it got past QA, pretty, pretty bad. That's, that's <laughs> yeah. really tough. Yeah. That, I hope, I hope, no one thought that. I hope people didn't have 
too many issues with that. That's unfortunate. Um, yeah. So I definitely, we, this episode is already going long. I definitely want us yeah. to talk about um, the mechanics of the, of the combat because I think that that's mm. something people are going to want to hear opinions about. And then I would like to save for next episode a conversation about uh, Johnny Silverhand, uh, the things that we saw from the past, that stuff. God, that's oh, that's a that's a whole episode right it, there. That is, it is a whole episode, and the, the the things that are similar and things that are different than what happened in the stories from before. Like there's yes. there's some divergency there. Um, well, let's save that for the next episode because I think that that's okay. The next episode would be a little bit more lore, lore focused, and I think that we can probably talk about how that works the character of johnny silverhand um the connection the similarities and differences between what we knew about the lore and we've talked about before and what this is now showing us um so we'll yeah. do that next week but how do you feel about the gunplay the melee combat the you know the fist fighting the weapon usage like any of that stuff how do you feel about all that yeah i as far as the the gunplay goes um I have found myself gravitating towards uh, handguns mm. more. Interesting. Um, but I generally, so here's kind of my layout right now. When I when I first got going, uh, I had a really nice pistol, and I used a, a nice pistol. Um, actually, if you if you haven't, uh, check around Lizzie's bar for weapons because um, mm. I found one. I found an epic one in there, and baby that is a that is a sweet sweet tasty gun uh so i've been using that as like my primary um the shooting actually feels pretty pretty good um and and even with the the smart weapons like i've got a smart rifle right now it doesn't do a lot of damage but is it a charge one time, when you can charge up no it's a oh. tracking one. Oh, okay it so i've got a tracking smart gun now where uh all i have to do is scan the targets and pull back and it, the bullets go around and actually hit the trouble with that is it's not like pinpoint accuracy it's like general area mm -hmm. so okay. where where if i had gone and just used like my handgun or maybe like a shotgun i probably could have done more damage or at least gotten headshots the the smart weapon keeps me out of danger but the trouble that i run into with those kind of weapons is if i'm not far away because obviously i gotta i gotta scan them so i gotta be at least line of sight for at some point the trouble that i run into is is that a lot of the times those mobs just come running after you and mm. i end up resorting to one of my more powerful weapons anyway so i'm hoping that there's going to be a, a stronger smart gun that i get that is like an assault tracking one so that'll it'll kind of even out but or has some sort of explosion radius so that it, even if it misses and hits the ground near them it yeah hits them. yeah yeah something just to, to do a little more damage because right now it's just plinking away at them but um it, it doesn't it doesn't feel as impactful as some of the other guns that i've had but as far as like the guns that i found and used and stuff um i haven't been paying too much to the tertiary stats on those i've been mostly focusing on just whatever's the strongest uh high level damage or dps mm -hmm. for that in its in its respective category like i generally don't compare like a an assault rifle damage to a shotgun damage uh i'll usually try to keep it in the same category and keep like a a handgun a shotgun and an assault rifle with me at all times um yeah i do, I I do a similar thing with, with that yes I, I yeah yeah i haven't i haven't jumped into melee that much i haven't gotten anything that feels good 
with melee. Like I've gotten a couple knives, I've gotten a couple swords, uh, in a couple axes, and I just don't, I just don't think that they really nailed it. I think that's a hard thing to to play around with. And as much as I love the fantasy, I think until you get something cool like mantis blades, um, it's not going to feel as good uh everyone's kind of gone through that training and you get that sword in the training and then you go up against guys with guns and i'm like i i should not be bringing a sword to a gunfight i should be bringing a gun to a gunfight <laughs> this is this is interesting because so. i've i've got uh i've got a different perspective on this because okay um i haven't gotten the mantis blades yet i've seen a lot of people very excited about mantis blades um but i early early game stuff stuck with pistols i think I may, I may have come across that same pistol that you did i don't remember specifically stuck with pistols then rifles was hitting things from a distance getting headshots you know that kind of thing um then when i rolled my uh, nomad decided that sh her her plan was to just get in people's faces so i went more shotguns and then i found a uh purple um so what is that it's not quite is it a legendary is it epic? Epic, I, I think. Is it epic? A purple one? I found a purple uh, katana, and the combination of relying on the shotgun, getting up close, and then switching to katana when you need to like reload or whatever, and mm. just like, like I feel like a, I feel like a ninja monster. I feel like like I'll I'll sneak up on dudes, and I'm not particularly sneaky, but I get close enough that I can just like blam them with the shotgun, right? And I'll get mm -hmm. within range of just a few guys, and I go blam, 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 and and usually within one or two hits, and each of them knocks them over if it doesn't kill them. Mm. So I yeah. so I knock over everybody, then I pull my blade out, and I go from each one to the next, like chopping their heads off. And then by then, there's another dude around the corner who's like shooting at me. And then I take cover again, pull my shotgun out, reload my shotgun and then rinse and repeat. And like, I'm just like in the thick of it until I'm like out of out of harm's way. And then I'm in the thick of it and I'm out of harm's way and I'm in the thick of it and out of harm's way. And um, I find it very satisfying to just like jump between lots of dudes real fast and just like take their heads off. And especially if you're sneaking and do like a heavy attack, oftentimes you'll just like like one hit head. Yeah. Head gone. Um, yeah, shotgun, shotgun, katana. And this is actually a good time to bring up the fact that I've I've been spending outside of playing the game, I've been spending time uh, creating builds uh, for YouTube. So if you check out the Robots Radio YouTube channel, just search Robots Radio YouTube um, or click the link in the show notes, uh, you'll see I created a Judge Dread build, which is like a gunslinger um, build that uses uh, has survivability because he's hard to kill. And um, can use tech weapons like Judge Dread can. It's like pistols and tech weapons. Then I created a um, Sombra Overwatch build, who is more of a net runner, like techno mage, who uses submachine guns as a backup when things, you know, go bad. Um, these videos are doing amazing on YouTube. I'm, I'm, I'm super proud of them because they're doing really, really good. And in the pipe, I've got. I wanted to create some tank builds, so I've got a Mandalorian build. And this one's very tanky, but it's very tanky and uh, pistol focused because the Mandalorian usually uses his pistol. He's got the rifle thing too, but you, I kind of yeah. had, I only had so many perk points that I, I had to pick kind of one or the other. So I went pistol tanky build. Um, and then I created like a build around the most tanky character that I possibly could. So this is like a brawler tank build. I call it the Reinhardt build because that's the closest thing I can come <laughs> up with. Um, but imagine a character and it uses... 
It uses the body perks and the cool perks that both increase your armor and your health and your stamina regen. And then it puts the rest of the, the perks in the, uh, the melee combat. That's not blades. It's, it's the other one. Um, Interesting. and, and I'll, I'll release those within the next few days on YouTube. Um, but it's, so it is it, about as tanky as you possibly could get. It has like all of the tank perks, all of the armor increases and health increases and stuff. So it'd be like please, run in, run in with a mallet and just like bash everybody yeah. down while just like taking on all the damage you can and then getting health and armor back when you kill people is basically what it does. So pretty cool. That's really cool. I was wondering if you if you had the mallet and stuff, because I saw a couple of those around and I was like, oh, that would be really fun if you just go in with a hammer and start wonking on people like it's Halo 5 or something. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I love it. I want I want a character that like and this is my plan is to to do all these different characters around um, inspired builds by other popular characters that are still usable. And they may not necessarily be min max. I mean, something like the Reinhardt builds very much min maxed for armor and and health regen uh but they're they they allow you to play that that character in the world kind of thing you know like i'm thinking about maybe like a genji build like a cyber ninja build that throws things because you can you can build out um one so if you go the stealth route stealth is actually split between um being stealthy and being able to throw um knives that do poison damage so if you go yeah. knives and poison damage side of that, along with katanas and extra stamina and speed, then basically you've built Genji, <laughs> you know, like you're just zipping yeah. around, chopping everybody up, throwing, throwing knives at everybody and killing them all. And sure, Genji doesn't do poison damage, but it's that's what's available in the tech tree. So I'm, I'm extremely interested to see the more and more I play through this game, uh, what the actual like weapon uh, loot is going to look like with the with with the different mobs that you fight. Because right now in like Haywood and Japantown, a lot of what I'm running into are like Uzis and assault rifles and pistols and stuff. I really have not seen the breadth of like knives and hammers and throwing weapons that i'm i'm hoping would actually help build out some of these uh some of these builds because obviously they've they've designed the game to offer some of these things but unless you're finding the cool weapons to support it you really kind of have to rely on crafting and and upgrading your weapons which if i mean we talked a little bit about it but i'm i'm really not 100% certain on how much I like the upgrade path for Mm. weapon armor that I like, that I look like. Uh, Because... I mean, we'd, we'd mentioned this and, and I'm pretty sure it's before we started recording, but I have not really felt like the gear that I get is what I was expecting when going into this game everything that i put on is based on its armor value and uh the perks that it has yeah as far as like clarity and stuff yeah and it, it makes me it makes me walk around with like a blazer <laughs> with a baseball cap in uh daisy dukes with combat boots and i'm like what am i <laughs> this is not the look i'm going for world yeah look yeah for for a world where uh style is more important than substance that i mean that's one of the taglines uh i mess with that tagline for the show where i say they're both equally important um yeah but but yeah they need a transmog system it needs to be 
put on the items that have the the armor stats that you want and then maybe you go into a crafting menu and you can make them look like another item that you already own and it's in your closet or something so that you can constantly look the way you want to look but still have the benefits of the best items you've collected so far well the the weird thing is is that they have that full body outfit yeah so i'm sitting here and i'm looking at that and i'm like why why can't i use this full body outfit and just have the items that i i uh, mm-hmm. am actually wearing be the impactful items and still have like a look to it so i could be wrong people that have like got 50 hours in this game they may be sitting here listening to this thinking like logan you're a complete idiot if you just go talk to the to the clothing dealer you'll actually see there's a whole costume that you can wear you just have to go buy the costume and you can wear whatever stupid daisy dukes you want with whatever you know googly eyed <laughs> glasses you, you have that give you the uh, plus and your 45 and to, your cat you ears know, and your high heels yeah. at the same time yeah yeah yeah, I I did. At one point, I had a dress and high heels, and I'm like, I'm going to wear them because they're better than what I have before, so yeah. I might as well. So yeah. I've got like a dress on and my high heels and a beanie, and I'm like, this is stupid, and this is this is just like, it doesn't make any sense. But I wish I understood, and and it makes me wonder. Now, uh, this could be intention. Do they want you to sacrifice stats to look cool? Because that's Maybe. what I do for photo mode. Yeah. Like, are they, are they trying to push, like, how are you, are you going over style over substance or are you going over substance over style? Like, are you picking the stuff that's better based on, on what it, what it has as opposed to its things? And do you, do you build and play around the, in the fact that you're like, yeah, I look cool. I'm not as strong as I could be, but I damn look cool. Right. right. That's a good question. Go off of that. That's a, that's a really good question. Have you, uh, one last question. I'm talking about fashion other than the suit that you get. Have you found any other items that are full body outfits? I found one. Yes. What did you, what have you found? I found a hazmat suit. Yeah. I found a hazmat really suit also. And it just looks like this <laughs> dumpy thing, especially on, especially yeah. on the female model. You just like, it was, it's like my little fedora hat, my, my dumb glasses and my dumpy <laughs> hazmat suit. I was like, why would I ever wear the hazmat suit? <laughs> what is the point of this? Yeah 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 i don't get it um there was a uh there was um when i did the brain dance for uh parker um i did get uh, a business suit that i had to wear when i was going into the the motel to Mm -hmm. to get the chip um yeah that is the the only other one that i was able to find and i was like i was cool with that because it fit with the story but outside of that i haven't seen anything else that takes advantage of that uh but i will continue to wear whatever you know (laughs) derpy thing i gotta wear (laughs) yeah so that's another thing for people Uh, to share on our discord is the like yes i want what i want to see is in order to max out your stats for your armor and whatever you're you're doing in the moment what is the not is the what is the derpiest outfit you can put together because obviously we could all put together a derpy outfit what is the derpiest outfit you had to wear in order to make sure that you were combat ready um because that's funnier i want to see pictures of that um and and on kind of a closing note i uh i've got a picture i think this is the coolest picture i was able to get so far in photo mode i have it up on the screen now it's it's this it's one of the scenes where you're being chased by these guys with mantis blades on bikes and i caught one mm-hmm. up in the air like flying through on his bike and I, I thought that was really cool and he's got the blades out and he's about to come land down on the car um yeah it's one of my favorites i've, I've captured so far it was, i've got a really and I, and I hate the fact that my that 
I, I can't for whatever reason it doesn't look like it's actually uploaded um oh no it did okay so i've got one of the the best i wonder if you might be able to grab this in time uh but i got this photo and everyone and their mom is posting photos of judy uh-huh. so i had to uh-huh. so i'm gonna <laughs> i'm gonna see if i can throw this um are you messaging to it to you me? yeah your personal one on discord? Uh, i'm gonna see if you can grab this yeah on discord okay yeah i'm watching uh, for it to come up grab this because yep. there it is this is Aww. this is one of my favorite photos i've gotten of judy yeah and she's it, such a cutie she looks she is such a cutie she's got such an adorable face um but yeah i absolutely love the the photo mode the one problem that i have with it is that it is it is not as free of a camera as the brain dance camera is and i really kind of i kind of resent the brain dance because of it (laughs) um because i just want that really free fast moving camera and the camera that's in the actual uh photo mode it still orients around v ties to your um, character even in yeah Yeah. and i'm like no i don't want it to i just i want to be able to get a really good shot and not have to have it orient so i gotta hide v all the time and i have to like try and get the right angle but it's like always constricting they need to unlock that they gotta they gotta put a patch in there to give you a free roaming camera like in brain dance yeah i agree i had the same issue with that so yeah i totally get what you're saying where you coming with that well i think that does it for this episode everybody thank you for being here um i hope you guys are getting to play and don't have too many bugs and can enjoy the game um i think overall other than other than the bugs and some of the missed potential with say the ai and some of that stuff this is um this is clearly what we were looking for and i think when it comes to the storyline and the characters that it's like it's hitting it out of the park I think that there are definitely moments where even in the first, I don't know, eight hours that I've played through in, in total in one of my playthroughs, um, uh, we're seeing, I don't know, the game has heart. It has heart. You yes. know, it asks oh you questions God. about it is doing the thing that cyberpunk does so well, where it's asking you what it means to be human in a world where humans, uh, where humanity is rare and it, 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 I mean, it's a, it's a philosophical game it, at its core. It's a philosophical game about what it means to be human. And um, that's, what, that's what makes movies like, I don't know, any of these cyberpunk movies so interesting is that they're all asking that question just in different ways. Um, and it's pulling from a lot of these movies too, like we talked about with these little little hints and things, but also in characters and, and the way the, the characters are designed, the kinds of people that you come across. There's a lot of stuff for us to dig into in future episodes. So thank you oh, for being wait. here. Yeah, we're, we're excited. We'll, we'll be here next week, same time, same place. And um, if you are watching on the live stream or you're listening on the Patreon, stay tuned. We will be chatting with you guys. We'd love for you to go ahead and start posting some of your thoughts on some of the things we talked about. We'll call those out and we'll chat with you guys about that for a bit after the show. And for everyone else, we'll see you next week and stay safe in Night City. I mean, it's a dangerous place. Uh, hopefully it doesn't crash on you. Good luck with everything, guys. We'll talk to you later. Thanks for tuning in to the Cyberpunk Lorecast. This show is a part of the Robots Radio Network, smart podcasts for interesting people. If you'd like to help support the show, please tell a friend and leave a five-star review on iTunes. If you'd like to get in contact, please send an email to cyberpunklorecast at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at cyberpunklore. 
Also, join the community on the Robots Radio Discord. The link is in the show notes. The music on the show was written and performed by The Midnight and was used with their permission. Go check them out at themidnightofficial.com. Until next time, stay safe in Night City. We'll talk to you later. You've been listening to a Robots Radio podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net. Hey friends, this is Robots, the creator of the Robots Radio podcast network and host of the two original shows on the network, the Fallout Lorecast and the Elder Scrolls Lorecast. These two shows have rocketed up the iTunes charts. They both together have over 155 star reviews in only a couple of months with bite-sized episodes that take you step-by-step through the background of the games and the game worlds. They're thought-provoking, well-produced, and a lot of fun. I recommend you go check them out at robotsradio.net or on any podcast, reader, podcatcher, whatever you use, iTunes, Spotify. Again, that's the Fallout Lorecast and the Elder Scrolls Lorecast, available everywhere. Hey, Guardians. We are the Destiny Show Podcast, a weekly podcast about all things Destiny 2. We invite amazing guests from the Destiny community to share their stories and discuss the latest topics from the world of Destiny. Check us out on Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, or live on Twitch every Thursday night at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. We will see you starside. When a wasteland detective and a vault girl cross paths, no criminal is safe. You're both under arrest. Don't move a muscle if you know what's good for you. Based in Bethesda's Fallout series, follow Walter and Bunny as they traverse the Texas Commonwealth and New Vegas, busting big crime rings. We'll need all we can to expand into Vegas territory. And surviving anything the wasteland can throw at them. It's him! It's the Mothman! Featuring a series of nail-biting narratives and guest stars from across the Fallout community. It's anybody's guess what thrilling case is up next. War never changes, does it, Bonnie? No, it certainly does not. True Vault Escapades, a Fallout audio drama. Available anywhere you get podcasts. Podcasts.